So. I think so. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the show. I'm Cody. Today with me, I've got my personal baseball almanac, my brother, Caden, who's a senior this year. And this is Bucket of Curveballs. And today we're going to be talking about the right fit as far as college goes, choosing the right college for you, not only as a baseball player, but also life beyond baseball. So few things that we'll talk about that we're going to look at are going to be kind of the academics that the colleges um, provide, the available degree opportunities, academic development, athletic development, facilities. Are you a draft prospect? You know, life, are you going to have a life in baseball, post-college, and life after baseball? And uh, talk about some things to look at as far as like available money, funding, and scholarships that some of these schools offer so you're going through this right now yeah what's been your experience so far has it been kind of i guess hectic it's very hectic because you got all these people trying to call you and text you and sometimes you miss the calls or miss the text and then you know you have coaches or some people texting you being like hey this guy called you this guy texted you did you get it like i don't i didn't i didn't really get it i got might have gotten it, but I overlooked it. I'll have to go back and look. And it's just so many calls and texts, and especially with, you know, some schools that contact you and you're like, I don't, don't really want to go there. Still got to, you know, make conversation because you never know down the road, something could happen and you might still end up there and that might actually be the right fit. So you never know. Well, you want to build rapport, right? You want to, you want to have connections in case you need connections later on. You don't want to burn a bridge. Right. Now. With the decision-making that you've gone through so far, you haven't made a final decision, right? Not yet. Okay. So what have you taken into account in choosing your school? Like, what have, what have you been looking at as far as some of the offers that have come in and, you know, going through and looking at the schools that you've gotten offers from and things like that? What have you been looking for personally? Well, I like academically, it's, they have the right field for me is, I don't really want to go somewhere where it's like a science major because I'm not good <laughs> with science at all. But other like baseball wise, find somewhere where I can, you know, develop really well. I don't want to go to a school and hit a wall and just be the same player that I am now. Well, are, able to grow. are you looking more Are you looking more at what they offer athletically, looking more at what they're going to offer academically? Or, you know, where is your focus? Where does your focus lie more than anything as far as what you're concerned with right now? Right now, it's more um, athletically because academically, I can go pretty much not like trying to sound rude, but I can pretty much go wherever I wanted because I'm pretty set well academically right so it's mainly looking athletically what they can offer me and what they can do for me now there's several different opportunities when it comes to moving to the next level 
you've got junior colleges, your JUCOs, uh, you've got your NAIA schools, your D3s, D2s, and D1s. Now, they all offer something different. Different, Obviously, your Division I schools are going to be your larger schools, your bigger name schools. Those are going to be the, I guess, more uh, the Showtime schools. Those are the ones that you're looking at. You're wanting to go to to get, you know, drafted. Right. Possibly. Right. Coming out of that. Now, your D2 schools and your D3 schools are a little bit smaller. They don't have quite as much funding, and they're probably not going to offer as much as far as scholarships go. Um, They might, not all, but some aren't going to offer as much as far as facilities. Yeah. Uh, And then you get down to your NAIA, which are going to be your smaller, more private schools, which could have the facilities, but they're not, it's going to be more um, privately funded. Right. And then you have your junior colleges, which are your two-year schools. Yeah. So in your situation, you're leaning more towards junior college, right? Right. All right. Now, the reason for the junior college lean is, what, two years of development, right? Two years of nice, good development, be able to play right away. So with a junior college, it's kind of a mixed market on what's available as far as your, I guess, funding and facilities. You've got some that have really good funding and really good facilities, and you have some mediocre, and then you have some lesser ones. With that, and leaning more towards the junior college, what is the reason more so for you that you're leaning junior college? Um, I feel like I have the ability to play right away. Plus, in junior college, you if you play well enough your freshman year and you get an offer to, let's say, a D1 you've been looking at, you can leave after your freshman year or you come back for another year, you develop more and you leave after your sophomore year. It's just a lot easier to develop there because as you're developing and you're also playing and you're getting experience so and you it builds a mindset of being hungry because a lot of d1 guys kind of settle like they're where they want to be so they kind of settle down but a lot of juco guys i mean they're fighting for an offer trying to take somebody's spot every day so it's a different mindset and you have to be able to go out there and you know fight and willing to work and put in the work more than others. Right. Now I know like personally for me from experience, when I came out, I went D one at Eastern Kentucky and it was the draw of it being a D one that pulled me in more than anything. I ended up transferring and playing out the rest of my years in NAIA, which ended up actually being a better fit for me, but it was the draw of D one. And that's a lot of guys get that. And I think it's good that you're looking at the prospect of playing right away and looking to develop talent that you could take to a Division One after your two years of junior college. Because I went straight from high school to Division One. I. I got playing time. I'm not going to say I didn't. I got playing time. And I did okay. But I feel like I would have been better served had I gone the route of probably a junior college and developed more before I went to the division one level, because it's a big jump, right? Even though, you know, high school baseball around here is fairly competitive. It's not Florida or California or anything like that, but it's fairly competitive for the area. We have pretty good programs around here, but 
I do, um, I do feel like I would have been better served had I gone junior college and had that outlook of playing right away, developing as much as I could over the course of two years, and then taking that on a little bit further. Because even at uh, St. Catherine at NEIA, we had a lot of junior college guys that came in and played with us. So it's good that you're taking, I feel like it's good that you're taking that route and that aspect. And I want a lot of younger athletes to not discount and brush aside the possibility of a junior college straight out of high school, simply for the fact that you are going to get the ability to play pretty much right away. Whereas if you go to a division one school, you might set for two years, might set for three years before you get a substantial amount of playing time. Right. You're going to get development in those two or three years, but you're not going to get the on-field experience that you really need that's going to transfer over at a division one. Not everybody, but a lot of people you're going to go in and you're going to set for two years basically until you're at the level that's necessary to perform at that division one level. So I think it's good that you're kind of looking at that and you're thinking about that. And I think it's something that a lot of people need to take into more of an account when they're looking at moving from high school to the college level. Cause a lot of colleges, especially division one colleges, they look for junior college guys because those guys, they can bring in, they're ready to go and they can immediately produce for them. Right. So they're looking for that. There will be full ride guys that these D ones pick up and stuff that are just top tier, grade a, a one players, but your, you know, upper level players and mid level players, you know, even some of those top tier guys, it's a good, it's a good route to go junior college. It gives you experience being away from home. It gives you experience balancing uh, baseball in school. It gives you that experience in more of a controlled environment. Because I know for me, it was a huge change going from small town, you know, relatively big high school, but still, you know, small area to here I am in this environment. I'm solely on my own. It's my responsibility to make sure all of my stuff is done. It's my responsibility to make sure that everything gets taken care of. It's my responsibility to make sure I'm at practice. It's my responsibility. Everything is on you. And there's a, an element of freedom that's involved with that, but also there's an element of constriction that's involved with that. And it's hard to balance that when you go from kind of this atmosphere where you are, I guess, more closely watched and guided to free reign. And I think JUCO is a good opportunity for people or for young athletes to get used to that transition before going to a very large university where you can get lost in the mix, especially in the classroom. Yeah. So looking more at the academic side of this, um, junior college is a good way to get all of your, I guess, core credits. Right. Get your um, associate's degree. Right. Well, you can get an associate's degree. You can get a two-year degree. Or you can knock out all of your basic core credits. Right. You know, you can do that as you move through and get that stuff knocked out so you don't have that extra weight as you move on to a Division One or something. Yeah. Now, something that's not thought about a lot, especially with young athletes, I know baseball is at the forefront 
That's your main goal. Your main focus is developing and moving forward in the area of baseball. But have you given much thought to what you might do post-baseball? Yeah, I've given it some thought. I know I want to stay in, not necessarily baseball, but like stay in sports in any way I can, whether that's being an analyst or, you know, work in a, a room where I just run through analytics numbers. Cause I, I like messing with numbers. I like seeing. Well, I know you works. give me stats and crap all the time. And I'm like, I had, you're like, did you know this? And I'm like, no, I didn't know the ERA <laughs> of the third string, you know, reliever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun. Cause you see what works, what actually works in the game of baseball. Cause you know, people look at home runs and batting average, but you get down to it. And it's like, well, this guy, produced more even though his batting average was 211 than the guy that hit 350 because the guy that hit 350 didn't produce with runners in scoring position or all his hits came when it didn't matter while this guy you know came up clutch in the postseason and was the reason that they end up winning i think it's just fun to look at numbers and see why people were you know as good as they are like mike trout or you know right well that there's a lot more uh, stats that play into it, and Moneyball is a great example of that. The movie Moneyball right. is a great example of the amount of stats that are involved in building a team, and because um, just in the area of pitchers, a lot of people just look at ERA, right? But you've got ERA, you've got your WHIP. I mean, there's you know a list a mile long of different stats just for pitchers, and you know, moving into a career that's involved in, you know, the analyst analytic side, you know, that's a good move. And it's good that you have, you know, thought about what you're going to do post-baseball because I feel like a lot of people, and I was, I was guilty of it. I didn't give much thought to what I was going to be doing post-baseball. My right. focus was on my playing career and the here and now, and I didn't give a whole lot of thought to what am I going to do when this career is over, when this career ends. And I chased it as long as I could. And then when I got out, it was like, all right, what do I do now? Yeah. You know, so that's something that I want young athletes especially to think about is, you know, you're not going to play forever. You know, old in the MLB is like 38. Right. Mid 30s, mid to late 30s. That's old in the MLB. So you have to think about what you're going to do after baseball is over. And college is one of those things. Do you have to have college? To be successful, no. Do you have to have college to further your career? No. But college is a great tool for your post-baseball career, something that you can use to push along your post-baseball career. And I think a lot of kids forget about what happens when this game is over. So that's something that I'm glad you're thinking about and I'm glad you're looking at. and. Dive into it, you know, explore different areas outside of just one, you know, right. one pocket, you know, be malleable and try other things out. Look at other aspects, you know, whether it be broadcasting, whether it be analytics, whether it be, you know, if you want to stay in the field, there's a million different ways to stay in the field. Yeah. Take a look at all of them, take a chunk, see what you like, see what you don't like about each one as you move forward. And I want a lot of young athletes to do that. Look at what you've got in front of you and where you think you might want to go. Chase it a little bit now. 
That way, you know, if I don't like it, I still have another option. Yeah. I'm not too far on this path. I can back up and I can go down a different road and it's not going to hurt me that much to do that. Now, with the pursuit after baseball, have you given much thought of where you might try to go post JUCO? Are you going to like a lot of kids and a lot of young athletes think of JUCO just as a stepping stone to get to Division One baseball? Now, the upside to junior college ball is draft options. Right. So have you given thought to draft possibility? Yeah, I've given a thought that if, because I feel like if I get the right development, I have the potential to play at a high level D1. And if I do go that JUCO route and I do develop the way I think I should, and it gets to that point where it's, the draft is a possibility. I'd have to play it by ear. And, you know, it also depends on where you're projected to get drafted at because that the money aspect comes into that. And it's, you know, take the money or go get an education and potentially get more money in a later draft. With your kind of decision to look more into possibly going to a junior college, is the draft po- prospect possibility does that play a large factor in your decision of a juco or is the juco viewed more as play now and move forward i mean it's a little bit of both is uh, play now move forward get to a bigger school but um yeah no i've i've given the draft some like thoughts because you know you never know what happens you go there you just blow up because you you know, put the work in like you need to. Something happens, it's it's there. Right. Be able to get drafted earlier than normal because you go to a NCAA school, you have to wait till your junior year or until you turn 21. If I went to JUCO and I had the ability to get drafted there, I could get drafted at 19 or 20. And I'm already ahead of the curve of guys that I probably should be getting drafted with because I would be in the system for a year before they get there and I'm younger. So I'm seen as a more upside prospect than others would be. It'll give you more of an extensive career. Right. And it'll give you more options moving forward. Now with that, and I, I, I'm going to always pull back to the academic side of it. If you do go, you know, let's say a year or two in junior college, you do get drafted, you do get the option. What are you going to do academically? Are you going to finish your schooling in order to, like, let's say five years injury, God forbid, but an injury happens, sidelines you. Now what? Are are you going to try to, while you're in your early stages, try to continue to finish your schooling? Or is that something that you think you might put on the back burner until the time comes? Um. Getting that little thought too. It um, it's a it's a tough one. That's a tough it, question because that's that's a very like broad way of thinking, and right. it's a very long down the road kind of way of thinking. But it's something to keep on your mind, right? Because I mean, once you do get drafted, those first three four years are rough because you're making little to no money. You're kind of in the middle of nowhere most of the time. 
It 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 would almost be like JUCO ball with like some some aspects of it, but um yeah, because the off season could go to school and like work on a degree there. But then again, you also I also got to think about gotta make sure you're getting the gym get thrown right. done because you got to still be developed because you're supposed to be some you know good pitcher for the organization, and if you're not taking the time to um be that pitcher then you could eventually you know fizzle out right and go away i don't see any issue with all right let's say two years juco i've got my basics my cores and stuff out of the way you know possible associate's degree i get drafted i don't i don't personally i wouldn't have an issue with it being put on the back burner for a short period of time you know give it a couple years where you kind of work through and you, you can gauge where you're at. It's not going to take long to kind of gauge where you're at and the speed at which you're moving through the system. And I think that would play in, in my mind and the way I would want to think about it and the way I would hope, you know, some would think about it that have chose to do that would, uh, that have put it on the back burner would look at that as uh, the opportunity to, all right, I've, I'm going to give myself two to three years. I'm going to see how quickly I'm moving through the system. If I'm moving up quickly, I can keep it on the back burner, and and, and we'll see where this goes. If you're kind of just in the mix, but you're you know up and down and up and down and moving, then I personally I would want to go ahead and all right, I'm going to finish my schooling, and that way I've got it. It's good to go that way. If something does happen and I don't get, you know, up through the system or I'm not moving up as quickly as I can, or if I need to get out, I have this to fall back on. I'm not coming out and going, well, now what? Right. So it's just something that to kind of keep on your mind moving forward. And then, and a lot of this is thinking down the line. And that's what I want you to do, especially not just as my brother, but as a young athlete. And other young athletes to kind of think of not just six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, but we're thinking five to 10 years from now, you know, where do I want to be? Where am I going to be? There needs to be a goal system in place. That way you kind of know where you're going and you can develop a strategy and a plan to get there. Right. That's, that's a big, big part. Now going, pulling back to um, choosing a college, which is the main focus here, choosing the right fit. Um, facilities, obviously, are going to play a factor. So if you're a low to mid-level guy that you pretty well know that, you know, baseball is just a cog to get you through college. It's a way to help you pay for college. Facilities may not be as important, but I think it's something to really look at and take advantage of because there are a lot of places in as far as you and choosing the right college for you. Are you, have you paid attention to the facilities available? Yeah. Yeah. I really, I'm really interested in what the schools do to develop pitchers. Cause there's all these, there's like technology out now, like drive line, rap Soto, stuff like that. Like the win reality thing. Um, you know, they got things for pitchers where they can, Throw simulated bullpens in VR, right? And you know, see 
okay, this pitch works here. So yeah, I, I paid attention to the facilities because that's a big part of, um, you know, the development process is what's available to you. Now, outside of ac- athletic facilities, something to keep in mind that I want young athletes to uh, think about what academic facilities are available, not just uh, classroom or libraries or things like that, but what facility, what, what is offered academically? Is that something that really needs, that, that kind of gets, I guess, left out of the thinking process there? Is there, uh, is there a tutoring system available if I'm struggling in something? Is that something that's going to be available to me? Are there study hall sessions that I'm able to take advantage of? Are there facilities available that I can go to at odd hours? Because being an athlete, you're going to be doing schoolwork at odd hours. You might get back from a series at 1030 at night and you need to get some research done for this paper. Is there going to be a place that I can go that I can do this research? And it's a little more widely available now with the way Internet stuff works in school. but you know, what facilities are available? What help do I have outside of baseball, outside of sports? What academic help, academic facilities and possibilities are offered outside of that? Now, is that something that you've given thought to or has you have you been kind of more geared towards the athletic side of? No, I've given thought to that. Like uh, most of the schools that I visit, I ask about their study hours because you know, more more and more schools are starting to require athletes to do go in the library for like, you know, five hours a week to just sit down and it's just you just sit. It's not punishment or anything. You just sit there and you just do homework because it's a study hall. Yeah, it's just your time to you know work. So yeah, that that's a big thing. And you make sure you know there are tutors available because I mean, college athletes. Mi- will miss classes right. a lot. So you're going to miss things and you're going to have to be able to come back and you're going to have to try to pick it up because you might have a test, you know, the next week or something like that. So you got to have, you know, if you need help, hopefully it's there and you can right. get it. But I feel like that gets forgotten about a lot, especially because you get caught up in the whirlwind. Right. You do. Um, when you're trying to choose a college, you're trying to choose a university, you're trying to choose where you're going to take your career next. You do get caught up in the whirlwind a little bit of all these places are looking at me. You know, I'm getting offers from these places and you're going and you're doing all, all the visiting and you think you're asking the right questions. But 90, I would, I would dare to say that 98% of the time, the academic aspect of it gets left out. You're solely looking at what's my housing going to be. What are the facilities like for the athletics? What opportunities are there for the athletics? You get focused on the athletic side. And I think a lot of young athletes forget to look at the academic side of it. They forget to look at and they forget that and they may not know just how much you're going to miss because you're going to miss a lot of classes. You're going to miss a lot of time in the classroom. There's a lot of that that's going to happen. How is this handled at this school? And that's something that when you're doing these tours and you're going on all of these visits that should be on the forefront more so even than the athletic side of it, that kids need to and young athletes need to be asking when they're going on these tours, 
what is available to help me inside the classroom. Because if you're not performing in the classroom, you're not going to have the chance to perform on the field. Right. So that's something that, you know, a lot of young athletes forget when they're going on tours and stuff. That is a very important question that needs to be asked is what's available to me to help me? What resources are there for me to take advantage of academically? That way I can stay eligible to take advantage of the resources available for me athletically. Now, the other big thing is the program. And I know almost all young athletes, that's the first thing they look at is the program. What's the development of the program like? What, um, what's the program like? What do I have available? What have they done? You know, how many pro players do they have coming out of here? How many, um, D you know, JUCOs, how many D1 prospects come out of here and go D1? How many pro players come out of here? Same thing with NAIA, D3, D2, and D1. How many players come out of here and go on right. to play professionally? Because that prestige plays a big factor in your draft prospect. Where did he go to school? Yeah. Like a lot of pro scouts, they're going to look at where you went to school. Not all of them. There are some great, there's some great talent that comes out of some smaller schools, some no-name schools and things like that. But it does play a big factor in that. And I think that's something that kids need to take advantage of and look at. Um, not only what kind of players are coming out of here, but the development of the players. And is this program going to push you? And I feel like some young athletes, they might go somewhere they're comfortable instead of going somewhere that's going to push them. So that's something that I want young athletes to keep in the forefront of their mind. Is this program going to push me? You don't want to be too comfortable. You want to have some uncomfortable aspect that's going to drive you and going to push you a little bit. You don't want to be fully in your comfort zone because you're not going to flourish there. Right. So when you're looking at junior colleges and things like that, what are you looking for in the program specifically? I'm looking, um, well, one, how many guys have they sent to the next level? Where have these guys gone? Because, I mean, there are some schools out there that will send guys, but it's like not a very good school that they send them to, or that guy goes there, they don't play, they fizzle out real fast. Right. So I really focus on that. And, um, because there's a there's a lot of these schools that are great programs. They win a lot, win a lot of championships, and it looks really good. But then when you go there, and you're there, you don't really develop. You're kind of they want you as you are, and they don't push you to be better than you are. They just want they they like you, and they're gonna play you, but you're not gonna get any better. You're just gonna just gonna be like a brick wall. You're just gonna hit just. Stay right. stagnant. And that's a good point to make that a lot of young athletes are going to get caught up in are the winning percentage of a program. It's not, that's not a direct indicator of a good program. A winning percentage indicates a winning program. It does not necessarily indicate a good developmental program. And a lot of young athletes need to look at, you know, how players are developed. Look at, talk to players. That's a big thing that not a lot of kids get to do and they don't do and they don't take advantage of 
and that is your most viable resource when you are looking for a school, looking for somewhere to go, talk to the players. Ask the players about the program. Ask the players about their development at the program. They will give you the most honest and the most unbiased answers when it comes to the success of a program. This program might win a lot, and you might talk to the players, and they're like, yeah, we win, but you know, it's not that great because of da-da-da. Right. So, and that's one thing that a lot of young athletes don't do, and I want them to really take into account and really take advantage of are the player's knowledge. Talk to people who are there. Talk to a guy who's been there the least amount of time all the way up into the senior. It's his last year. Talk to all of those players, as many of them as you can, and you're going to get your most unbiased answer. And that's what's really going to help you make your decision more so than anything else on am I going to enjoy my time at this program? Because a lot of young athletes forget this. It is a game. Right. It's meant to be fun. You're meant to have fun at it. It's not a job yet. Division one, it's going to get treated more like a job because you're expected. You're, you know, you're at the top level of college baseball. So you're going to be expected more so to treat it like a job. And it is it is a full-time job right. while you're at school. And that's something else that young athletes need to remember. This is like taking on a full-time job while you're at school. And you want to enjoy that time as much as you can. And I can't stress enough to make sure you talk to players and that you understand the program and how it's run. And that you're going to enjoy your time. Because if you don't don't enjoy your time... It can be the greatest program in the world, and you will fall off the map, and you won't perform. Right. Whereas you could go to a rinky-dink college that you really love the program, and you really enjoy your time, and you can flourish there. Hmm. So it's something to really kind of think about and take into account. Now, is there is there anything else kind of that you've gone through that you can think of that has helped you in guiding you in your direction to choosing the right, you know, school for you or something that's happened that's kind of driven you in a certain direction or anything like that? Um, I really like, um, I like looking at what people around me did and what they're doing. Like, um, you know, you, for example, I watched you, you went straight D1, mid-major, didn't like it. When it went to NAI, had a lot better time there. But, um, I mean, there's people that I'm like watching, like there's a guy for Tennessee now. He went Juco. He's at Tennessee right now. One of the best pitchers in the country. He's going to get drafted. Right. But yeah, so I like looking at those guys and um, seeing what happens when they find the right fit. And there's, I mean, there's plenty of guys in MLB now that coming out of high school, nobody wanted them. They went to somewhere not as big, um, and it was just the right fit. And they just put their head down and worked, and um, they just flourished and became, you know, some of the best pitchers in the big leagues. I'll tell you something else to take into account 
when you're looking at these colleges and looking at universities and different things and you're trying to find a good fit, look at summer ball opportunities. Because when I was at Eastern, there were there were there were obviously summer ball opportunities and there were some really good ones. But when I went NAIA and I was looking and I found summer ball opportunities, some of my best time and some of my best performances in college came in summer ball. Mm-hmm. Granted, that's when you're kind of hitting your stride, you know, especially around here, it's cold. Right. So you don't really hit your stride until mid to late season and it carries over into summer ball and look at the summer ball opportunities. Look at, you know, the programs that these, you know, other players are going and playing in during the summers that might be available to you because they're going to be different for each school. There's going to be different opportunities in different places. And there's some that it doesn't matter where you can go. You have the opportunity to play in this league or whatever it might be. But I had the most fun when I was at St. Catherine and I played in Fulton, Kentucky. Podunk town. I mean, it's tiny. Yeah. It's a little town. But they that's what that town has is the Fulton Railroaders and summer baseball. I made some of the greatest friends that I had that I, you know, I still talk to to this day every now and then while I was playing down there. And it was, it was amazing. You got treated and it, it give, it gave me the first experience of being like a pro player because you go down there, these people, they know who you are. They know where you're from. They know where you go to school. Like they know pretty much everything about you and you get down there and you get off the bus and there's people lined up. Well, you don't get off the bus. You, we drove ourselves. <laughs> but you get down there for that first day and there's people waiting and there's the kids are excited. And it's an amazing experience. And I wish I'd have done it every year. Right. And that's something that young athletes need to think about. Look outside your comfort zone. Travel a little bit. Go somewhere that, you know, you, you may not have gone. You know, give more thought to it. Uh, because I went down there, and granted, it wasn't that far away or anything. It wasn't anything crazy. I wasn't on the other side of the country, but it felt like being in a whole nother universe being down there because this town was so baseball centric that it was it was impeccable. I absolutely yeah. loved my time down there. So I know travel ball is big, and a lot of kids and a lot of young athletes they have set teams and. They play with the same people year in and year out, and that's great. But you miss uh, really learning how to play as a team because you're with the same people. Right. You're not having to learn new people. You're not having to learn how people, you know, move and play and do different things and, you know, some people's strengths and some people's weaknesses and how you can kind of work together in order to do that. Because I wasn't a closer. Right. Until I played at Fulton. And I went down there and they made me the closer. And I flourished in that position. I absolutely love I think I led the league in saves that year. It yeah. was amazing. I had an absolute blast. And I, I want kids to have, and young athletes, I want them to have that, ex, that same experience that I had. But you're not going to find it staying in your comfort zone. Right. When you're looking for the right fit as far as a college, go outside your comfort zone. You might have to go further away to find the right fit. Don't be afraid to push your boundaries a little bit when you're looking for somewhere to go. Don't be afraid to step outside of that box, step outside that comfort zone 
and really kind of reach a little bit because you might find something that you're not going to find otherwise. And I can't stress that enough for any young athlete. Step outside your comfort zone. Get outside of it. Do something you're not comfortable with. Push yourself a little bit. That's where you're going to move forward. That's where you're going to get better. That's where you're going to flourish as an athlete and as a person because you're going to be around people you've never been around and you're going to learn so much more than if you stay in that box. I can't stress it enough. Right. But I think that's all the time we're going to have for today. So we're going to have to do, we're going to have to do some more. We're going to talk some more about some other things and we'll get into some other topics. Um, but this is, you know, you're going through this right now as yeah. far as choosing the right school. So I wanted to get you in and kind of pick your brain a little bit on where you're going and uh, where your thought process is after seeing, you know, I went through it and you got to experience, you were little, but you got to experience that a little bit. Yeah. And that, you know, a little bit of knowledge there. And I just wanted to kind of see kind of your thoughts on things and maybe, maybe even throw some things at you that you hadn't thought about possibly a little bit and things that young athletes can, you know, if they listen to this, they might not be thinking about, or it may give them a better idea, better understanding of what to look for as far as moving forward. Right. So, all right, man, until next time. Yeah. Sounds good. (laughs) 